Hello and welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with theindicast.com. My name is Abhishek and uh, this issue's cover is on how a handful of startups in India have figured out a way to do business and even flourish during these uncertain times. Joining me on the call to talk about his cover is Forbes India's Rajiv Singh. Hi Rajiv, it's been a while. Yo, yeah, Abhishek, it has been a while. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Uh, and I think uh, Forbes India has... Uh, uh been uh, dishing out uh, covers uh, on uh, and around covid this time is it's it's slightly different it's not on the science of the virus as much as it is of how it has dented certain business models across uh, the industries in india and uh, you've covered uh, a bunch of them and and the rubric to your story reads how covid-19 has forced a clutch of startups to pivot now pivot is a word that is usually you know over abused in uh, business journalism but you go to great depths to uh, tell us why you use it what does it mean uh, could you paint a quick picture about what it is that you set out to achieve and why do you think these companies have pivoted so have you played basketball abhishek let me explain you <laughs> pivoting in terms of basketball when was the last time you played basketball uh, i've watched a bit and i play with my one and a half year old kid so that doesn't call for much because i'm the one doing much most of the dribbling but that's about <laughs> the extent of my play so the, the basic rule and the simple rule of pivoting is when you are keeping one foot intact one foot is grounded and you're moving around with your second foot that's the fundamental about pivoting whether in sports or whether in business you keep the core intact there have been cases the people have changed the core but they are exceptions so usually the core is intact so in all the examples that you see in the story the core is intact so if you see, if you look at delivery the largest e-commerce logistics player or b2b logistics player it, it shifted from b2b to b2c if you see or hyperlocal in fact but the core is still intact still delivering earlier it was not hyperlocal but ironically for the company when it started a long time back for first 3 months it was into hyperlocal and then it quickly shifted to or pivoted to other format when you say hyperlocal i think it it went beyond just delivering e-commerce orders but uh, went door to door selling medicines and food grains and uh, even sanitizers masks and uh, groceries and the like right and the numbers are staggering you write that there were some 2.5 million orders of medicine alone and some 10000 tons of grain that was uh, being uh, you know dispatched Yes, see, you, we need to understand that what happened during lockdown, the movement of essential goods was allowed, the movement of non-essential came to a halt. So you have to, you know, devise something or think of something, some ways in which you can continue with the business. And and grocery and medicine and all these are very essential. There was barely any time for these companies to react. Uh, I read and I quote Sahil Barua of Delivery. Uh, he says that the potential risk became actual risk within seven days. how did some companies let's take delivery how did they decide that they could change overnight delivery can do it overnight because the core again as i keep on i will keep on talking about it core was always intact the infrastructure was in place the network was in place they didn't have to do anything much except to activate and you know get used to the new form of delivery and and they had an inkling of you know the size or the the crisis that could hit india because they had operations in china as well so early march i think if i'm not wrong 3rd or 4th of march they shut down for a few days and later on when pan india shut down happened somewhere around 24th of march and they quickly shifted to uh, hyperlocal 
what 17,000 odd pin codes is what they cater to across the country. But did you foresee that some of the challenges include, I'm sure there'll be companies which will get around it with shortage of labor or now that the uh, lockdown has opened up, there might just be a little more business. So now they'll have the other problem where how do we deal with a sudden opening up? Because now what happens, they've got, they, they have the option of continuing uh, hyper local because they have that network. And uh, you go back to your original business as well as the economy hopefully slowly uh, opens up. So in case of delivery, one thing is very interesting. They didn't uh, they didn't have any COVID related layoff or salary cut. They had a regular increment during March in March and 7.8. Again, if I'm not wrong, 7.8 percent salary hike. So so while other companies, on other hand, were facing labor shortage or problem due to migration of all these Thanks to villages, they didn't face any such problem. And, and how about some of the other companies that you covered? What was your experience? Uh, uh, if you could illustrate that with some examples. Yeah, let's talk about PharmaRack. Again, it, it's a B2B pharma tech company. In fact, the biggest B2B pharma tech company in India. The idea was it's a platform that connects retailers and distributors. And when I talk about retailers, it's the, the chemist. During lockdown, and they experience an insane bounce rate. Bounce rate is when, you know, chemists are placing orders, but orders are not getting fulfilled because of whatever reasons. And in this case, the only reason was because there was no movement. So while there was demand, there was no supply. The only way to fix the problem was when you start supplying yourself. So they started taking all these medicines from the companies and started supplying them uh, to, to the chemist. So not only intra-city, but also inter-city. So they use trains, they use auto, they use two-wheelers to supply medicines. So conventionally, you can't say they are still B2C, they are not. But they were never into delivery, delivery of medicine. Now they have started delivering to chemists and doctors. And, and you also have uh, Clover is what you write about. And we spoke very briefly before we recorded this call where it's a greenhouse agri-tech startup. And the idea is it, it used to uh, supply fresh produce to uh, hotels and it had incidentally raised five and a half million dollars to expand to various cities. What happens to a business like this where the VCs have funded you with money? There have been lots of PowerPoint presentations and whiteboard brainstorming exercises to take the company at the next stage. And then you have to slam the brakes on your expansion. So how did they deal with it? Imagine how devastating it would have been for them. They were almost set to expand their operation, move into multiple cities. And then suddenly this lockdown and COVID happened. So for a predominant B2B company that was supplying fruit and vegetables to hotels and restaurants, demand uh, vanished overnight. And, and during such situation, you need to figure out how to survive, how to look for new set of consumers, how to create, generate demand. So directly from B2B, they moved to B2C, which is supplying to direct consumers in gated communities, in localities, in housing societies. And interestingly, the demand now is more than what it was before before COVID situation. And, and overall, although we are talking about some companies which have uh, done well in these times, the situation is quite bad. You quote a report from NASCOM, which uh, says that some 30 to 40 percent of tech startups have uh, either uh, temporarily shelved their operations or uh, pretty much uh, shutting shop. Abhishek, usually companies or startups don't pivot at such an abnormal rate. But we also need to understand that the situation actually is abnormal. Usually pivoting happens when there is a market demand misfit. When the product that you have made doesn't have a demand in the market. And this could be for two reasons. 
there are no takers because your product doesn't solve a particular problem or your product might be or service might be well ahead of the time but in this case pivoting has happened in all the cases and all the examples across the globe in india as as well because you know because of the external factor which is uh, covid they were forced to pivot and in such situation you look at the nascom report if if 40% of the companies it or tech companies are planning to pivot because they have been forced and if they don't they would die so there is one one segment of companies or startups who are pivoting only to survive or only to pay salary to the employees only to keep the engine running that's also another form of pivoting which this covid has generated how long do you see this uh, going abhishek honestly i don't want to make a wild guess but a couple of quarters definitely if not years definitely a couple of quarters because we have to adjust to the new normal whether it's working from home or whether it's pivoting or whether it's learning to survive we have to there is no option left right you also mentioned before we started the call uh, rajiv of forbes forbes india itself has undergone a few transitions internally where some quick decisions were taken where the core remains journalism obviously but your medium of uh, reaching out to us readers has uh, switched would that be right where i suspect there is more of digital than there was in the past so if you can call that a pivoting then definitely temporarily we have pivoted to digital but the core again the core is same all of us are still churning out stories that we used to do definitely you are reaching out to a wider audience talking about reaching out to a wider audience you also write about uh, a company called jetset go i found that an interesting one uh, correct me if i am wrong that that service was meant to have high net worth individuals rent a, a private plane but now the company started renting out individual seats such that i wonder uh, they might be reasonably affordable it might circumvent the need to stand in long lines uh, at the airports and get to where you want to quickly is that how it works see the idea private chartered business it was always you take the entire plane they never had a model of selling one particular seat the, and the new business model developed out of care not out of you know making insane money or profit it was only because of you know kanika thought of uh, serving vulnerable population who are above 55 and below 10 trying to make them you know travel or reach their particular destination that's how the jet set care idea started but it also gave her you know sense that if expanded after after a couple of few months it it could mean a nice business opportunity because there are so many people who have not experienced the experience of a chartered flight and now because of the concerns of you know encountering so many touch points when you are at the airport or having very you know almost a safe uh, way of traveling this might turn out to be a nice opportunity right rajiv in the interest of time i think it's it's time to uh, wrap this one up but thank you very much thanks a lot abhishek great talking to you as usual thank you very much rajiv for your time and all you listeners you can get this podcast on forbesindia.com as well as on itunes you also can find us on spotify and on stitcher Thank you.